A long time ago, the Earth fell into chaos and four brave explorers went out for a quest in search of secret jewels that would revive their land. They searched high and low for adventure, Whoa. culture, wow. history, Ooh, interesting. and food. Mm. And with each element, their people got happier, healthier, and more relaxed. Now, they bring their stories to you. Join them on your journey as they uncover these secrets buried in the annals of time on Lost and Found. This is a work of fiction. Any similarity to actual persons living or dead or actual event is purely coincidental. You do realize we are talking about actual places, right? Uh, oh. Catch Lost and Found on NUS Radio Pulse, the sound of NUS. Okay, welcome to Radio Pulse, the sound of NUS. I'm Yunting. I'm Ishani. And I'm Ria. And you are listening to Lost and Found. So our co-host Mavis is not joining us today because it's her birthday celebration. So do wish her some um, well wishes. <laughs> yeah, so last week we had Melody from Studio Toby who shared with our listeners about art and her art studio and as well as some art jamming tips. So listeners, if you haven't checked out the episode, do go listen to it. This week, we're back again with another guest who's going to share with us more about the arts. So if you've been following Art Talk, hashtag Art Talk on TikTok, you have probably seen her videos. If not, next okay, we'll get you acquainted. So today we have Megan, who you might know as at Mixter. Mixter. Is that, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Mixter's fine. Mixter. So it's M-A-E-G-Z-T-E-R on TikTok. So she's joining us today for our final episode on Lost and Found. So uh, just a brief introduction. Megan is an online content creator who makes informative and accessible TikTok videos about art to spread her love and passion for the arts with others. So hi, Megan. Pleasure to have you with us today. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, so it was really interesting to see your uh, your, your uh, TikTok, which is really, really active. I, I see you're really posting almost every day. Um, for this period, yeah, I guess um, almost every day is quite a it's quite a regular schedule for me. Wow, like how do you how do you like where do you find all of these inspirations from? Um, I actually studied art um, at eight levels. <laughs> Sorry, I actually studied art at eight levels um, for six years. So a lot of the content that I share is based on prior knowledge that I already have, and then a little bit of like art articles that I sometimes read um, when I have time. Um, yeah, so, so a lot of my content comes from there and I just want to be able to share whatever that I know to uh, people who are interested to get started in art. Right, wow, that's, that's really amazing. That's, that's a lot of years. Wow. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get to know Mika a bit more uh, later on. So right now we're actually going to go into some games so we can get to know a bit more about her and maybe find out some of her other passions or what uh, food or drinks that she might recommend to our listeners. So Ishani, do you want to get us started? Okay, hi Megan. I'm going to start the games by asking you this or that question. So basically, I'll just give you two or three options and uh, and then you just choose the first one that comes to your mind from there. Okay, so let's start then. Okay, so tea or coffee? Tea, 100%. <laughs> Christmas or Halloween? Oh, that's a hard one, but I'll say Christmas. Okay. 
Drawing or painting? Drawing. Money or Van Gogh? Money. That's really cool because I think our last week guest also chose money, although I like I didn't know the difference between the two of them. So okay. Digital or traditional arts? I think each of them have their merits, but that's a difficult choice. Um, maybe I would say digital art because there's a little bit more of a interest in it in today's uh, context, right? With NFTs and everything. Yeah. Okay. Uh, painting or performance art? Ooh, performance art. <laughs> okay. Uh, watercolor, acrylic, or oil paint? Watercolor. Okay. Am I a- sorry? It's like I, I I don't know if I'm supposed to give a little bit of like blurb, like why I chose an option or you can absolutely. Oh okay. Yeah, so like watercolor because one of my favorite um Singaporean Nanyang artists is actually Lim Ching Ho, and he does a lot of like watercolor work um of Singapore. So yeah, watercolor is definitely like one of my favorite mediums. I don't paint in watercolor, but really respect people who do because it's quite difficult to control the medium. Yeah. Okay. And the last one, night owl or early bird? I want to say a little bit of both, to be honest, but these days I guess night owl. Yeah, that's actually all of us like uh, seeing a shift in our normal schedules because every day is the same nowadays. Yeah, okay. but I mean, I'm... oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, you go ahead. Oh yeah, uh, as in no, but I mean, if I if I were to like go out and hike or like do something with friends, like I don't mind waking up at like six to do something. So, yeah. Okay, okay, so that's it from me. Now Ria will take you to the next few questions. Okay, hi. So the next one will be some rapid fire questions. So the first one will be the last exhibit that you visited. Um, the last exhibit that I visited is actually one. Well, actually, the last exhibit I visited was a preview exhibition, um, and this is opening on Saturday. Um, it's by Art Outreach. It's called When Land Meets Sea, and it's by these um, artist duo called Ripple Root. Um, and they basically, I, I think everyone knows of that, like, Ansiang <coughs> pink color mural um, that people mm-hmm. take picture at, or like Carpage Terrace. Mm-hmm. Um, mural um, as well as the Suntec Shake Shack um, front um, yeah so, so they are the artists that um, have done those works and they are, this is the first exhibition in which they kind of explore the historical heritage of Singapore through archival images with their uh, style of art so yeah that's the most recent exhibit I've been to oh right right I mean, do you make a TikTok about this like about the Shake Shack art just like I think a few days uh, two days ago maybe yeah, because I think I saw it on my FYP, like something about Shake Shack art from your account. So I was like, oh, yes. that sounds a bit familiar. Yeah. Yes, yeah. go and check it out. It's very cool. <laughs> yeah, we'll sure, sure, definitely. We'll check it out when our assignments, like all our assignments clear up and we have time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so moving on to the next question. What is the last song that you listen to? Sorry, can you hear the song? Uh no, not really. Okay, um, the last song that I listened to, um, let me, I don't know, probably some TikTok song, I don't know, um, probably That's What I Want by Lil Nas X, I think. Oh, 
like on TikTok when you're scrolling or on like your Spotify when you're streaming Spot- songs? Spotify, like I think it was a remix of it. It was on SoundCloud. <laughs> oh, okay. That's quite cool. So next question is the last movie that you watch? Um, Dune by, um, I, I don't know who is it by, but I know that it, the soundtrack is by Hans Zimmer, but I don't know. Um, Dune. Hans Zimmer. Yeah, but it was the it was the science fiction movie that just came out. There's like three parts apparently. So like, oh really? I I've seen a lot of TikToks on it as well, like Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya. Yeah. Yes, it is that show. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. You can can okay. So, what is your favorite hobby? I don't really have a favorite hobby for say. Um, can I say making TikTok? content <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 okay like what do you enjoy about making tiktok content um i think this will like be in the questions at later part but um i really enjoy sharing whatever that i know with people um i think i want to break that stereotype that like art history is very difficult to get into and like understanding or appreciating art is something that is um out of everyone's reach um, and that like art appreciation is like snobbish or only reserved for like people who are like educated or like educated in like art history, for example. So yeah, I want to make it like super fun and easy and that art and, and help people realize that art can be in their everyday life as well. So. Okay, thank you, Megan, for the sneak peek later. So we look forward to that. Yep. I think in your yeah. TikToks, you also make some fashion TikToks, right? Like, I see those TikToks where you have different clothing on and the decisions really fast. Yeah. Isn't, isn't it also something that you enjoy like trying like to like maybe fashion or something in that direction? Um, yeah, I think like I do kind of dress up when I go out because I feel like it's a basic form of respect for the people that you're meeting. But then I do also have like a few like interesting um, outfit choices. Um, I do like art shirts so I have quite a number of them and sometimes it's just really cute. I just thought I'd make a piece of content um, using you know whatever that I currently have but then I realized that like fashion inspired um, outfits can also come from like color schemes and things like that. It doesn't necessarily have to be from like the work itself. Um, So yeah like I've just been exploring like different forms of um, art and and you know how like I talk about how art is in our everyday life um a lot of the content that I do is like that I collaborate with other people we're always finding new ways in which we can create content relevant to my niche which is like art history or like art content so if you scroll down you may have seen that I did a collab on like making um alcoholic drinks with a friend who's like a who does like bartending uh, as a hobby right and and you know we kind of reimagine like what a painting would taste like or look like in a drink yeah that's very interesting. Um, yeah. And then I think like there are a few other collabs that I have in mind, but uh we'll stay tuned to find out more about those. Looking forward to it, Megan. Okay, so moving on to the final two questions. So what is your favorite food and your favorite drink? Well, favorite food. Um that's a difficult one. Off the top of my head, I can't really think of anything. I want to say minestrone soup. Because that's what I really like to It's my favorite soup. Um, favorite food, um, favorite dessert, maybe ice cream, I would say. If that oh. com- is considered yeah. as food. Okay. I mean, um, we all then, love ice cream. Yeah, don't we all. Uh, and then favorite <laughs> <laughs> drink, um, Evian water and Coke. Hmm? Yeah. Wait. 
Evian, Evian Water and Coke. They're both on the same level for me. Oh, okay, okay. Told me, oh, wow. Oh, you thought like I was mixing the two together? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was like some cocktail or something. No, 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 sorry, sorry. Okay, so uh, I, have, I have two favourite drinks. Um, Evian Water and the second is Coke, so. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. Wait, um, what, what is it about Evian Water that you like? Because I know, I know a few people who do drink it, like, exclusively. Oh, it tastes different. Like, the other <laughs> tastes different. <laughs> is it fresh? I know it sounds strange. I know it sounds strange, but it really does. It does taste different. Yeah, okay, I, I always I thought it's only the price point. <laughs> but because at 7 Eleven it's like two dollars. It's like mineral water, I think. Um not sure. You should do a Spring water taste water. test. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm sure it, I'm sure I can tell the difference actually. Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll try it out sometime. Okay, yeah, I'll say maybe I should, maybe I should do a comparison as well. <laughs> Let me do another episode, just water taste test. Yes, water yeah, taste yeah. test. Yeah. Alright, so I'll I'll continue with the questions. So uh what are your what what is your favorite painting? My favorite painting. Um I don't really have one per se. Uh I'm probably like pretty basic. I would say like my favorite work of art is Hokusai's um, Great Wave of Kanagawa, which is actually a print rather than a painting. But if it's painting specific, um, maybe, um, I can't remember the exact. Um, yeah, my favorite painting would be Wanderer Above the Sea of Fog by Caspar David Friedrich. Um, it's, it's basically this picture of a man just standing on top of like a bunch of rocks and staring out into the distance. And um, it's my favorite painting because like, I really love nature and mountains. And that painting just kind of reminds me of how, um, yeah, that the painting just reminds me of how like I feel when I'm um, overseas traveling and in nature. And I think the, the heart of the work, um, it talks about how that man is in the center of that painting. And it says that like his heart is like the center of the universe. And oh. that's a very nice kind of analogy. Yep. Yeah, that sounds that sounds really well. Hard at the wow, okay. Yeah, thanks so much for sharing about that. So do you have a favorite artist? No favorite artist per se, but I do like um the light and installation artist James Tarot. Uh, I've seen a couple of his works, very, very interesting. One of my and I've told this on my TikTok live, one of the um funniest installations that I've I've gone to by him in Chicago was um you know we just we were let into this room we had to wait right it was like 15 minutes interval per session so we had to wait for like two hours to get in but finally when we went in um we were let into this dark room right and then the person just kind of said okay sit here and the installation uh, experience and experience the installation right so my friend and I were just sitting in the dark and then we were like oh hey wait is there like is there a light projection do you see that moving do you see that moving and then, um, you know, we kind of like talked about like how there might be like some kind of a projection or stuff like that. But after sitting there for like a good two minutes, we realized that it was actually just basically a dark room and it was all just us like hallucinating. There was actually like nothing in a room. It was just like empty space. It was just darkness. Um, and uh, when we went out, we basically had to confirm the person like, was it an empty room? And they were like, yeah, it's actually an empty room. But like when they brought you in, they didn't give you any context. It was like, no, um, 
uh, no no introduction as well to the work. So I thought it was a very like funny experience. But I've also seen a couple of his other works where it's just kind of more like neon light strips, very typical of James Taro. Um, if you if you watch the MV of um, Hotline Bling, a lot of the inspiration comes from James Taro as well. So I have a content on that and scroll down um, on my on my you know on my TikTok content to try and find that piece. Um, but yeah, he's also known for his sky spaces, which in which like it's installed in art museums and places around the world where um, it's a maybe a circular or square dome or room on the outside and they cut a hole in in the in the ceiling so you can kind of look at the sky that's why it's called the sky space so yeah I've been to a couple of those around the world and I really like his works yeah well that's really interesting I think artists who really I think artists who use like people's own senses and own thoughts to like get them to really think and reflect is really those are really interesting because I know I know there's a um, performance like a concert song where it's like four I think it's four three three so it's just four minutes and twenty three seconds of silence and it's just the uh to the people who attend the concert just listen to like all the ambient sound for four minutes and twenty three seconds. So I think those those kind of concerts are just really interesting. Yeah. So you you mentioned um having visited a few different exhibits um in different countries. So is there a country that you want to go to after COVID? Um, I kind of want to go back to the US. I think uh, I've been to quite a number of the museums in the US already. But um, yeah, I mean, like nothing, a country that I kind of want to go to um, post-COVID, probably like Thailand, um, the outskirts of Thailand, I would say. Um, and maybe like back to the US in states that I haven't actually visited before. And then maybe, um, I don't know, Korea, South Korea. I would love to go to North Korea one day, but maybe not after COVID. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Okay, so our last question is, do you have a favourite way to spend your free time? Um, Not really. Most of my free time is just spent like making TikTok content, I think. <laughs> Thanks so much for sharing with us about you. And uh, we'll be back after the break where we will get to know Megan a lot more and we'll get to know about her motivations for starting her TikTok as well as some of her long-term aspirations. So to our listeners, uh, thanks for tuning in to Lost and Found the sound on Radio Pulse, the sound of NUS and we'll be back after the break. Welcome back to Radio Pulse, the sound of NUS. You are listening to Lost and Found. So before the break, we introduced to you our guest for today, Megan, who is Mixer on TikTok. And uh, we played some games with her, so hopefully you got to know her a bit better. So now we're actually going to be asking her some questions to find out more about her TikTok, her uh, about art history and the art scene in Singapore. And hopefully our listeners will learn a bit more about art. So Ishani, do you want to get us started? Thank you, you think. So, uh, Megan, I'll be asking you some questions about your TikTok. So, sure. I'm just going to begin now. <clears throat> so, firstly, how did you become interested in the arts? Um, I think from a young age, my parents always encouraged me to draw. So my first ever interaction with art was probably just doodling on a piece of paper. And um, my mom and my dad used to be like, really busy with like social events so um, as a kid they would just give me a piece of paper I would be like waiting maybe somewhere um, for them to finish their meetings and I would just be like drawing and doodling and then thereafter I think I started 
studying art um, formally in secondary school. And, you know, in Singapore, we have the art elective program. So I was part of the AP program. And then later on, I continued on to take um, art at A-level as well as part of the AP program. So then, you know, as part of the AAP program, you do learn a little bit more about visual art, um, the study of visual art, specifically like art history. And um, I think in terms of getting interested in the arts, um, I would say specifically visual arts, it's not just about my uh, touch point with doing physical art, like painting, drawing, sketching, using any kind of mediums, but also like understanding art history. Yep. Yeah, I think it's important to know like how it began to know how to apply it to your own life. And so, yeah, that's really cool. Okay, so how did you get started on TikTok and what inspired you to then begin making these art videos on TikTok? Um, so I actually started on TikTok out of boredom during COVID and I was doing a lot of content that was more like Singaporean centered, not really art history stuff. So if you scroll all the way to the bottom, you'll probably find like a few of my more viral videos um, that I did like last year. And then I think earlier this year, sometime in March, I was clearing up my room and I found like all my art history notes from A-levels and I was just... I posted this TikTok asking if anybody would be interested in art history kind of content. And then that video blew up. And then I started making art content. Um, and at that point in time, I hadn't done any kind of like educational content yet, right? So a lot of the videos that I first did kind of flopped, but there were a lot of videos that were interesting and apt for the moment. Um, and uh, yeah, and then slowly I just started building on that. And so now like, I think I'm a little bit more familiar with that, um, making TikToks um, about like art history. But what really kind of like inspired me was um, while clearing out my 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 kind of art notes I realized that this is a lot of information that I could probably use to benefit people and it's a lot of knowledge that I have at the back of my head that I'm not really using as well so I actually tried to sign up um, as part of the docent program at one of the art museums but Singapore Art Museum is kind of close to renovations right now and then like I think National Gallery is not taking any applications into 2022. So I thought that the easiest way for me to disseminate and democratize this information is really on TikTok. So yeah, um, I guess the inspiration is really how do I benefit people from the notes that I already have and like help them also kind of appreciate and understand art the same way I do. Yeah, I think I think that's really cool, especially since uh, COVID nineteen has sort of hindered a lot of physical visits. So the and TikTok really blew up last year. It, it's been one of the main means of communication for a lot of things. And so uh, I think it's really cool that you shared all this information through a platform that a lot of people nowadays are using, and that I think great uh, increases the appreciation that people have for the arts. So in that vein. From the people you like, from your listen, from your listeners, your viewers, uh, what have you seen in terms of the aspects of art that your Singaporean viewers are more interested in? Um, it's actually very difficult for me to say though. Um, I'm not really sure specifically because every piece of content that I put out has differing stats. Like sometimes it goes viral in like other markets and not necessarily Singapore. Um, to be really honest, like actually a lot of my base is outside of Singapore. Um. And then I think it's also a very niche um, kind of situation. A lot of my local viewers, however, want to hear a little bit more about local art. So there's the series on Nanyang artists, I think, um, piqued some interest, but then I think the execution was not very well done. So I might actually revive that and redo another series based on like whatever that I'm trying to experiment with my content right now. But um, I think, you know, in terms of the content that I put out that goes viral was mostly like 
art previews, people kind of want to go out and about and check out on their own. Sometimes they're like interesting aspects where people are like, ooh, cool, thanks, right? But um, generally, I think if it's, you know, I, and I think I've said this before on, the, on another interview as well, which is if it is a famous artist, people are more likely to know about them. For example, like Monet or Van Gogh or like, um, you know, Da Vinci, right? And then if you post an interesting fact about them, people are like, wait, what you know um as compared to posting like an obscure artist like even in even like within singaporean artists i think like tang dawu is an interesting one so i had one piece of content that went like viral based off like a format of another creator talking about being like bilingual bilingual right and then i kind of featured tang dawu's work tigers whip um using a french and english kind of a switch and 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 that kind of like create a lot of interest like a lot of my a lot of the people that viewed that video was actually Singaporean because it was a local word but it was also kind of like funny and French as a language it's not difficult to understand like you could kind of like guess a little bit about you know what what the person is kind of saying but it's also funny right so yeah I mean I think it really really depends I think if their work had been something that was a little bit more obscure I think it would have been um less viral i would say and also like that piece of content was controversial like controversial right it was about the um harvesting of um tigers private parts for um male um enhancement of a uh, sexual activity so <laughs> um yeah yeah so 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 i think i think that in itself is like funny uh, i guess like people are like oh interesting right um and then like you know you try and kind of like make fun of that that um fine line between something that's just very like outrightly social um uh, more of like a social commentary versus like making it like fun and lighthearted as a as a topic that we can talk about via v like the work of art yep. yeah yeah i think it's uh cool that art sparks these kind of conversations and some of these might be considered taboo, but art has a way of making it seem not taboo. So I think that's really cool. And the last question I have is, what advice would you give to someone who is passionate about art, but nervous to talk about it? Well, that's a question I don't know how to answer actually, because I don't have, um, I don't have like, I don't really have an advice, a piece of advice. Um, okay, but I'll, I'll try, right? So you can, you can if you're going to invite, I don't know if you're going to edit this, you can cut that blurb out, but um, yeah, I think the piece of advice that I would give anyone who's passionate about art, regardless of whether they're shy to talk about it or share um, their passion for art is um, in your free time, just really go to museums and visit and see as many like art exhibitions or artworks as much as possible. Because I think um, interacting with visual art is the way in which you can get more attuned to not only the art scene, but also like gain inspiration from, you know, whatever they are seeing. Um, I think, you know, being passionate about art is not just about being able to um, look at a work of art and be like, yes, I can analyze this, right? But also being able to look at a work of art that you may not necessarily like, but have the ability to kind of like critique it and be like, there are merits in this work or there are like, you know, no merits in this work because of something, right? Or, you know, being able to just look at a piece of work and discuss very casually what is the potential concept that that artist is trying to bring across or the feeling that the artist is trying to bring across. Um, but at the end of the day, like, that may not necessarily be the end goal for most people as well. Like, I don't expect people to be able to go to a museum and be like, this work um, uses Chinese ink painting and therefore it, you know, emphasizes um, the spirituality of the Chinese culture um, and, you know, the horses, you know, talk about like the free nature, like, no, right? But I think even just going to the museum itself is the first step and being able to stand in front of a painting and look at it and, and kind of say, hey, I like this painting because the colors are bright. 
um, because it looks nice to me. Like, that's good enough. Um, I don't think we should kind of gatekeep the way people appreciate art. Um, and yeah, so, so I mean, I mean, there's like two trains of, I think in summary, like two trains of thought here. Um, under one underlying, one, sorry, one overarching umbrella of like appreciation of art. One in which, you know, being passionate and being able to kind of go down that route of um, being able to analyze, critique, and really get to a level where you can really talk about art in a eloquent or like in a, in a, well, what is that word? Um, not really, in a, in a kind of, um, what, there's a word for it, but like, well, being able to talk about art in, 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 a, in a convincing way, I guess. And the second is really just being able to appreciate art for art itself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that's really good advice. Very helpful in terms yeah. of gathering interest <laughs> for art. Okay, so uh, that's all the questions from me. Now, uh, Ria will continue with the questions. Thank you. Yeah, I think uh, just to like, add on to that point, I think what you said is really important because I think when we are, like, I feel like the Singapore education kind of has a way of like teaching people to gatekeep art. Because like in literature, it's like, oh, there's a correct answer. You have to interpret the poem in a certain way. You have to interpret this artwork in a certain way. And I think that's why a lot of people kind of shy away from talking about art because it's kind of perceived as you have to be good at it to talk about it. But I think like what you mentioned about just um, taking that first step to appreciate art and like talk about how you feel about the art is, is, is really great. And I think that's something that people should feel okay doing. Thanks so much. Yeah, Rio, you can continue. Yeah, thank you so much, Mega, about sharing just now about your TikTok and like talking about art in general. Yeah. So now I'll be talking more about your projects and just um, some miscellaneous questions in general. Yeah. So okay. firstly, um, what are some of the other art projects you have helped with and how have your experiences in these projects been? I mean, just now during the break, I understand that you said you don't really dabble in art per se. So yeah, it can just be any art projects at the top of your head, maybe helping an exhibition or TikToks or so, like anything to do with art that you assisted with. Yeah, so I think in terms of projects, like what I do mostly is really work with um or oh, I would love to work with like more like art related organizations or like brands um, mm-hmm. to kind of like create content around my niche. So for example, just the exhibition that I talked about earlier about Ripple Root, um, that mm-hmm. is actually hosted by a nonprofit organization in Singapore called Art Outreach, where they really look at how can they widen that awareness around um, local artists and, and art in, in the Singapore scene, right? So I do work with them on a regular basis, depending on every installation of Art Encounters. So Art Encounters, I think, happens, um, if I'm not wrong, a couple of times a year in which they would feature local artists to kind of take over that container space and it pops up around Singapore. So what I've currently done with them is, um, you know, for like you said, you've seen that piece of content where you kind of put out like an art preview, go to take a look. Um, but I've also kind of worked with them to do live stream with artists as well. So there's going to be a live stream session on the 13th of November, where, you know, I'm going to be talking to Ripple Root as they do like live painting um, there. And then in the last edition of Art Encounters as well, we kind of talked to Natalia Tan, who's like a weaver, right? And then I think having that kind of intimate experience, so I do TikTok live on my account, they do IG live on their account, um, that actually gives people that insight into, you know, talking to an artist that they may not necessarily have had the chance or opportunity to be able to kind of do um, regularly, right? And, and I think it's interesting mm-hmm. because there are just a lot of underrated artists um, in Singapore in general. 
Um, and then I think in terms of like art content, uh, I think like MCCY has reached out to me before to kind of talk a little bit about uh, one of the artists, local artists in Singapore. Um, and yeah, like galleries as well. I mean, they kind of do invite me for like media previews to take a look at certain exhibitions that are launching in general. So, I mean, in terms of projects that I'm currently working on, like most of them from an organizational perspective, like that's how I'm kind of working with them but um if you're really talking about like art projects for my tiktok content like my friends and i are always just like brainstorming on how we can come up with new ways in which we can present content so like i said stay tuned um but usually what we try to do is like a cross mesh of niches so it could be someone who's like makeup focused or like um you know bartending focused or like astrology focused and then you come together or like language focused and then you come together and create a content that's resonating for both your bases because it's just um yeah it's just an interesting way in which ideas happen yeah I think that's a really great way to look at it because it's like art is such a big thing and it's a great way from like bartending weaving is a great way to like diversify content I think that's a really cool way to look at it yeah, maybe I didn't think about it before. Yeah. So thank you so much about sharing about that. So moving on to the next, yeah. Moving on to the next question is uh, for your TikTok as well as these projects, do you have any long-term aspirations for it? Um I would love to hit 100 k I think. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can share it with all your friends and every time I post a content, share it with people and like it and comment. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, but I think fundamentally, like, that's just a for fun thing. Like, I'm not very, uh, I think social media is just another platform for me to, like, talk about stuff that I like. Not necessarily about the numbers. It's not a numbers game for me. But my long-term aspiration is that people can think of my TikTok as a platform to get an end into art, um, as an introduction to how they should get started into art. Because I think, you know, we talked a little bit about accessibility just now and how, like, people don't necessarily know what to even look for, right? I mean, people talk about how art is accessible. We can Google stuff. But if I'm not um, well-versed in art history, I only know Renaissance, so I only know, like, Monet. What else Mm. do I look for, right? Um, I don't know anything about, like, Dadaism. I don't know anything about, you know, um, post-impressionism. I don't know anything about, like, you know, even as I'm saying all this, I bet, like, all of you are like, wait, what? Like, that's so confusing. I don't even know what, what you're talking about, right? Yeah, but it's precisely that, right? Like, um, I think the reason why people think that um, art is something that's very far out of their reach is because there's all these terms, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, isn't it, like, such a daunting process for me to have to think about how much I have to study to even get into art. But like with my TikTok, if I'm able to break that down for people into bite-sized pieces of content, even just like taking away a fun fact about an artist so that they, if they eventually like see a work by the artist in the museum, they're like, hey, did you know that Murakami is actually like a sellout? Like, okay, sure. You know, even that is kind of like an interest content that makes you seem a little bit more like um, into that that work of art as compared to just kind of like looking at a work of art and you're like never heard of this artist before right so yeah. so yeah I, I think it's really like bite-sized information fun facts about artists that like help people get into the whole realm of like art history and then like hopefully they're like hmm Murakami's a sellout why and then you google him and you're like oh because he did collapse with like LV he did like branded stuff and then you like look at his books and maybe you're like oh my gosh anime stuff and then you go down the rabbit hole and then you realize like actually he's super cool and then maybe you're like I want to see what other artists are doing something similar, right? And then maybe you find mm-hmm. another artist that's like, you know, in a similar fashion or like maybe you like the great way for Pokusai and then you kind of go, 
I like this. I like I like this print. Um, and then you kind of go into like the other prints that he did, and then you're like, by the way, you know, Hokusai um never drank or smoked in his life, and you're like, wow, so interesting. And then like the way you look at the work might be different as well, right? Like Japanese guy, um, super like straight laced, but then creates all these like creative stuff. I don't know, you know? Yeah. That's very cool to hear because yeah, like. Your TikToks also do a lot of fun facts and I think that these fun facts also about more, not say obscure artists, like artists maybe people don't know about but they're very well known in the art world because I think we all know the more common ones like Monet, Van Gogh, I mean that's why we asked you yeah. just now in the this or that, yeah. And also about I think the very well-known notable fact that Van Gogh cut off this year, I think that is quite common knowledge for like, even for someone who's not really well-versed in the art world. So yeah, getting to know all these cool fun facts like, hey, Hokusai didn't drink or smoke in his life, then someone will be like, what? But, and yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's a huge um, rabbit hole to fall into, a very good introduction to the art world as well. And I think like through you, that's a really great way to do it. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so um, moving on to the next question. So back to the account on TikTok, like going back to TikTok, cause providing a variety of content with, along with like balancing a full-time job and your projects. So how has it been like managing it and stuff? It's actually very difficult because I um, like to analyze my stats. I like to look at like what content is doing well. Um, sometimes when a piece of content doesn't do well, I think like, okay, why doesn't it do well? Um, it's not necessarily about like, oh, I need to hit like 10K views for this post, but it's more of like, if this doesn't do well, why doesn't it do well? And how do I like improve that post? Because like social media is always like a um, a game of like, how do you beat the algorithm, right? And, yeah. and also like in my, in my full-time job, like I also manage social media and I, I mean, I manage like brand and communicate, uh, brand and community, sorry. <clears throat> I also manage brand and community. So in a way, like scrolling through TikTok and looking for th- trends for both my account and the uh, social account that I manage it's kind of like working together at the same time but it is difficult to run um, my own TikTok account because like the the direction in which both these accounts go is very very different um, so how have I managed it I less sleep less time for other hobbies <laughs> oh no <laughs> Right, but is it a temporary thing or do you foresee your sleep schedule just permanently changing? No, no, no. I, I was just kidding. I mean, like, I, I think I definitely just apportion a lot of time to creating content most of the time. So mm-hmm. I try to batch create content. So if there's like a few trending audios, I try to record like three or four at one time. I know some people record like entire months worth of content, but like because my content is kind of depending on like trending audio that I'm trying out right like I mean the, the format of content I'm trying out right now is all depending on like trending audio it's hard for me to record a whole month's worth of content but mm. um yeah it hasn't been easy but I'm still trying to figure out like what's the best way to kind of do stuff on TikTok yeah I mean yeah TikTok is all about beating that algorithm appearing on people's FYP I it can is, understand is. Yeah. yeah so Viewers, if you are listening to this, go follow Mixer on TikTok. Let's help her to beat the algorithm together. <laughs> I'm yes, almost at 50k, so there's that. There's that. Halfway there, right? Uh, hinting, hinting, let's hit 50k. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I think that is all for me from in terms of questions. So um, because it's like just now you talk a bit about the Singapore art scene, right? Because 
uh, about art in Singapore and everything. So um, I'll let Yun Jing take you through the questions there. Yeah, she'll talk to you more about that. Sure. Yeah, so because our listeners are mostly our university. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, because our, our listeners are mostly uh, university students, like Singapore, um, Singaporeans. So I think we're interested to find out, finding out a bit more about the Singapore art scene, especially because um, I think there's still a lot of potential for Singapore arts and for people to get to know Singapore arts as well. Yeah, so just to get started, yeah. like, what are your views on the current art scene in Singapore? Um, I think the current art scene in Singapore is quite interesting. There are pockets of people who are very, very interested in art, in, in particular like art history and like art exhibitions and things like that. But there's also, um, I think, more and more so like people um, getting into it, I would say. So it's like a growing base. I think there's like an established base of people who are really like into art, always kind of like talking about art and doing art. And then like there's a growing base of like people from Gen Z's, like from the Gen Z generation where it's just like, you know, they're pursuing art in some way or form, like be it in education, formal education, or like even doing like handy projects, you know, making um, art related stuff. So a lot of people that follow me, I, I can see sometimes on my FYP, like, you know, they follow me. Um, I think they're like mostly art accounts as well. And then they're like local art accounts. So that's quite interesting. They like do like anime. Um, they draw like, I mean, not anime, but they they draw like um, manga type um, works of art or they have like an art small business account. So yeah, that's quite interesting. Um, and, and because of that, I think there's like a huge potential for which we can, in, in which we can kind of like find a way to um, talk a little bit more about art. So in terms of the local art scene, I think a lot of people are like, oh, you know, it's not doing very well. There's not a lot of, I mean, yeah, there's not a lot of probably like, it's difficult to get funding maybe. It's always, I think, you know, we can't have like large scale exhibitions like a, like a Biennale like all the time. But but I think, you know, there are like telegram groups in which like they kind of talk about like um, art exhibitions that are opening or like that are happening. And there are always a lot of these happening. There's always things that are happening in Singapore. So yeah, art is definitely not dead in Singapore. Um, there's a lot that's happening. We also have a lot of very famous works of art from like famous artists in Singapore. And you just probably don't know that they're famous, right? So right. we have like Anthony Gormley sculptures. Um, I mean, he just he just came, some of his works just came to the National Gallery, but he also has another work of art, um, mostly known for his human figures at Capitol Green. We have uh, Henry Moore in Singapore. We have uh, Mark Quinn, the, the giant floating baby. He's like a famous artist as well. Um, we have, I think, I don't know if we have Anish Kapoor here. I'm not very sure. I can't really remember. But I know that we do have like a lot of famous um, works of art in Singapore for sure. We have Dale Chihuly's at MBS. We have a uh, we have Giacometti's. Um, we have what else do we have? We have bought. Uh, we have Botero's in Singapore as well. So I mean, like the fact that the Singapore government is really, you know, spending money to kind of make these works of art accessible to you as you know, public art. Uh, I think that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, in conclusion, like my view of the art scene in Singapore is that I think the there is growing interest in the arts in Singapore in general. Um, and uh, if you kind of open your eyes a little bit more, there may be uh, more art around you than you actually imagine. Yeah. All right. So, so actually, like you mentioned, the government has actually like funded all of these sorts of arts and there's actually this growing art scene in Singapore then. In what ways do you think you know, Singapore can better inspire people to become more interested in the arts and actually go out there and support local art? Um, actually, like, wait, back 
backtrack a little bit. Like I, not every single work of art is like funded by the Singapore government mm-hmm. for sure. Um, some of them are definitely like by organizations that like you know that's part of the art collection, or like um they belong to maybe like a government body, for example, right? So not necessarily like government government funded, right. but like there are a lot of works of art around. Sorry, correction, but um back to your question. Um, you were talking about how can we help? I think you said. Yeah, like how can Singapore inspire people to become more interested in the arts? Um, I think talk a little bit more about the arts. I feel like the arts are always unlooked, but every I think we focus so much on math and science because like human resource is our only resource. But what we don't realize is that sometimes the intangible things actually make us more um varied people, more depth to us, I would say. So um, I think art has definitely, and this is from my personal opinion, right? Like art has definitely helped me broaden my perspectives on things as well. And, and you know, helped me like get a little bit more of that exposure towards like, you know, issues that are happening around the world. I think like art has right. the potential to really talk about social issues that we probably like don't really get from math and science. Probably we will, right? A certain, certain problem, but not all, right? Um, and yeah, I think like talking about it is probably like the easiest way to do so. Let me see, yeah. I think, um, yeah, it's really great to have that. I think especially with like on these uh, social media accounts, TikTok, it's getting easier to talk about the art. So definitely, hopefully, uh, this will help more people in Singapore get to know more about arts and hopefully that will help the art scene in Singapore grow even faster. Yeah, yeah. so um, do you have any, uh, just to uh, our last question, do you have any hidden gems that you like to share with our listeners in terms of arts? That's a very hard question. I don't actually have an answer for that. There's a lot of questions I don't have an answer also. Yeah. Then maybe do you have like a favorite museum in Singapore or an exhibition that uh, you think deserves a bit more support? It's actually only like a few of the couple. I mean, it's just a few of the museums in Singapore though. So that's not really like... Yeah. Um, not really actually. I mean, the, the, the top few. I guess those are just like easy ways okay I see yeah so in general um, I think yeah maybe we can all uh, just go out there and there's so much resources uh, available in Singapore so hopefully our listeners will be inspired to go out and explore a bit more arts uh, talk a bit more about arts and not be afraid to um, share their own thoughts about arts as well yeah, so thanks so much for sharing about uh, art history about arts and like talking so like you you give us so much to really think about and to look at there's so many interesting exhibitions and artworks that you shared today so yeah listeners do do check them out and uh thanks so much for coming so um to our listeners do follow her on tiktok at mixter so that's again m-a-e-g-z-t-e-r and hopefully we can help her reach her uh eventual 100k goal yeah i have like one more Quick blurb though. So like I'll try to actually find like the piece of content to show you. But at 50k, um, so there's a couple of videos that went viral of me like wearing this like art shirt. It's a very famous work from um Edgar Degas. It's like um, I think the ballet, the dance class, if I'm not wrong. And at 50k, I'm gonna be giving um a shirt, that shirt away. So yeah, uh, <laughs> at 50k, I'll give that shirt away. Okay, that's that's very exciting. So to our viewers, you had to quickly hit that 50k so maybe you can get a chance to get that shirt 
Yeah, thanks so much for sharing that. And thanks so much for tuning to our listeners. Thanks so much for tuning in to Lost and Found on Radio Pulse D, Sound of NUS. So this is our last episode. So thanks so much for being on this journey with us. And we hope that all of you listening here have learned more about the various hidden gems in Singapore. So remember to stay safe and take care of yourself during this period.